Hello and welcome oh, to a squeaky chair. Welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason. Jason Newland. My website is jasonnewland.com where there are lots of recordings. Uh, give it a visit because it is a very, very exciting website. You will, you will, you will, you will, it's raw. And please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. So yeah, <laughs> that is it. I haven't made a recording for a few days because of stuff I can't even mention. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it's just, it's not nice stuff. Just been some horrible stuff going on. Just, you know, life. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd better do a, do a recording. Catch up with you all. And uh, I've got a message from, oh, blimey. It's half past seven in the evening. It's still light outside and the birdies are singing and I'm ready for bed. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm actually ready for bed. Oh dear. Um So what have I got? This is a message this is actually on this is a review submission on my website. So I will read it out in full because it's not like a personal message to me. It's from Quillen. I might have pronounced that incorrectly. Hello, five out of five is the headline. Um, I'm just going to pretend the accent, so I don't know. Um... I am new to listening to your podcasts, but I had to let you know that I am enjoying every bit I have heard so far. I have had a. Oh God, it's it's it seems bad doing a. Oh no, okay. I've had a bad time with insomnia and stress over the last few years. You see what I mean? It seems a bit wrong to do a silly voice over that bit. So sorry about that. Um, I was searching for a way to lull myself to sleep, or at the minimum, something to keep me entertained while I stare at the ceiling. I'm able to, you know a lot of women a lot of my girlfriends have said that in the past wish they had something to entertain themselves while they were staring at the ceiling uh, I can gently fall asleep sooner than I had previously I'm able to calm down enough I agree I agree it takes time and also will be easier with practice I'm happy I found you and Vinny hugs to Vinmeister this review was submitted on your website and will be visible to all your visitors. So, Quillen, 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 Colon, not Colon, but I don't, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Q U E L L E N. Now, for long time listeners, you will know that I'm very, normally very, very proficient at pronunciating people's names correctly 
In fact, you could say it's one of my superpowers. Yes. Yes. I did have another message from... Where is it? Okay, here we go. From Kevin. Um. Oh, okay. Hot Ukrainian lady. Go to the best website, Ukrainian Girls Online. Enjoy cutest... U no, that's the wrong one. Um, that is an actual email I got. Which is a bit strange. Heather, I listened to your podcast last night just so I'd do a message for you to let you know that I'm happy for you to share the message if that was something you wanted to do. I know there are people out there probably in the same position as me and it's always nice not to feel like you're in it alone. Best wishes, Heather. Okay, cool. Thanks, Heather. I, what I'll do is I will read the message out that Heather sent me. I didn't really read it out before. I kind of gave it a gist. A gist? 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 Of it. But here it is. Uh, this is sent to me on Thursday, the April 27th. Yeah. So it's last Thursday. Was it? That must have been the last time I did a recording. Hi Jason. This message is just appreciation for how much you have helped me and impacted my life. When I first started listening to Let Me Bore You to Sleep, I was 17. Wow. So, that's... Well, I realise this a long time ago, because I don't know how old you are now. Um... She's now 73. My anxiety was at the worst it had ever been, uh, stopping me from sleeping. At that time, I didn't think I would make it out of sixth form. So those that don't know what sixth form is, because if you're not in England, I don't think you have sixth form in other countries. Sixth form is the years between probably 16 years old and 18 year old um, before going to university so you'd get your A levels or AS levels whatever they're called I don't know what they are in America or Canada or um, Australia or New Zealand or I don't know other places Norway or whatever but in, in England, I'm guessing that Heather's from the UK because, just because she said about, um, she didn't think she'd finish sixth form. Um, anyway, so after trialling many techniques to help me sleep and improve my anxiety, I came across your podcasts. And to say they changed my life would be an understatement. I was able to sleep again. Your podcast helped me keep my anxious thoughts at bay enough to do that. Uh, okay, I wholly believe that if I had not found 
your podcasts when I did I wouldn't have made it out of sixth form and completed my A-levels I am now 73 no 21 sorry I am now 21 finishing a degree and moving on to a master's still listening to your podcast almost nightly once again I can't thank you enough for keeping up with what you are doing best wishes Heather uh, a severely anxious teenager turned less anxious adult thanks to you wow that's that's an incredible message isn't it um so thank you heather i read it out because uh you gave permission for me to do that Uh, (laughs) i got in trouble a few times over the years for reading out messages that were not supposed to be read out so if if it seems quite personal i generally don't read it out I i never identify where someone's from um Uh, Liverpool 44 Ranford Avenue LV 7493 telephone number 444 <laughs> I'm joking no I never t- I don't give any information about who the person is I'd only really read out their full name is if they'd left a message you know a review like on YouTube or fake book or something like that I would put it you know and as we were on the subject of Facebook, has anyone noticed? Like, I don't go onto Facebook very often, which maybe is why I've got this. But I've well done. You earned the top contributor badge in "Let Me Bore You to Sleep." Top contributor. Wow, I didn't know that. Look. look. Jason Newland, member of Let Me Boy to Sleep since 17th of April 2019. 3,778 friends. Top contributor. I'm the only contributor. Blimey. Um, so Facebook. Uh, here we go. Whenever I go to the, fr- the first page of Facebook, all it is is these memes um, or groups that aren't real groups there's no people the first one is proper Manchester where do people all people over the age of 40 have the phone case that opens like a book well they don't so you know I don't have that and I'm over 90 Manchester Evening News why can't we go on holiday when we want a family said they've never left Angry after being fined £480 for taking their children away during school time. I mean, what's that got to do with anything? Why? The reluctant entertainer. John. Oh, I've got one person, and a huge a person. John Brewer suggested for you. Again, this is, these are just people. They're not like friends. I've got no, no posts on here from the friends in my list and I kind of don't understand why it's just all silly stuff all stuff suggested for me where's the actual like friends list there's none 
There's literally none. 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 None at all. Oh, no suggested for me. So people that I don't follow, suggestions, 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 suggestions. How do I get to my friends list to actually find out? Notifications. Oh, no notifications. Menu. Jason Newland, hypnotist. So I go there. So that's just my posts, because it's my page. So, if I want to go to, I want to change that, switch into, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just oh, so Helen, oh, so I have got some, pic, okay, okay, we're back on it now, so it seems to have found it, I seem to have found uh, a page where people's stuff is, okay, cool. I'd, I'm still confused. Oh. oh, well, I don't care. I'm also blocked, not blocked, but I'm logged out of Twitter, so I don't know, I can't even get into Twitter now. I don't know if it's been hacked or whacked or backed or tacked or racked, I don't know, but I can't get into it. It don't allow me back. I don't know, I don't understand. No. So in, in England, I don't know, the UK maybe, um, we just got through a bank holiday weekend. It's called May Day. And it was the 1st of May on Monday. So Tuesday now, it's the 2nd of May. And what that is, is basically, I don't know what it is. It's it's a holiday. It's a bank holiday. I don't know what it's supposed to celebrate. Shall I find out? What does May Day celebrate? Anybody? Anyone know? Does anybody know? What does celebrate? What does May Day celebrate? I'll put UK so we know what it is. Okay, May Day, or the first Monday in May, only became a bank holiday in 1978. But its origins, origins as a day of celebrations go back over 2,000 years. Can you imagine some people listening to this podcast are in countries that aren't even that old? <laughs> your country, your country isn't even 2,000 years old. Wow, can you imagine? Um, it falls roughly between the spring equinox and the summer solstice and the Celts or Celts celebrated it at as it as it the as first day first of summer <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so it's uh, celebrated at the first day of summer calling it Beltane Beltane don't know what the heck that means 
Was it the May Day we used to run around the... The May... The May thing. Like with a piece of, like, string. And, write, like, the Maypole. Is it? It is! There's a picture of a Maypole! Oh! So, basically... Um, we did this last time I did the Maypole I think I was in junior school it's very very a lot of fun it's a little bit like knitting in a way but on a really big scale and the thing you knit ends up just being a cover of a a tall phall- not phallus um, very tall pokey I don't know, pole. Yeah, I guess maypole, yeah. Uh, and so you run around it, but you go in and out of each other. So the person to your right, maybe you go out of them, and then and then the next person you go in, and the next person you go out, the next person you go in. So you go, you're in and out of each of the people around you. And eventually you end up with like a really nice pattern on the pole. And it's done to music. Uh, it's usually like a band or something like that. It's a little bit like parcel parcel, but without the parcel or the music stopping and starting or chairs. So it's exactly like part of the parcel parcel, but without you know anything related to it. Um, why do we celebrate May Day in the U- I thought this was there. Why do we celebrate it in May? Well, we could celebrate it in June, could we? May Day celebrations date back to our pagan heritage. Because you know we're pagans in this country. Originally, we were pagans. But the thing is... Because we're, so we're very much into nature... You know, it's kind of weird considering how far away or how how far away we are from nature these days in a sense of the environmental issues going on when our whole lives were based around nature. You know, worshipping nature, worshipping the sun and the weather and, you know things like that I don't know much about it but yeah it's 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 kind of full circle so maybe we'll get back to that maybe maybe but it's a long time ago I mean we're a we're a mishmash over here anyway I mean we've been invaded by so many different places like countries since well in in thousands of years how many have we been invaded by? I want to I ask. How many countries have invaded England? Okay. So, various sovereign states within the territorial space that constitutes the British Isles has been invaded several times, including by the Romans, by the Germanic peoples, by the Vikings, by the Normans, by the French and by the Dutch. Those damn Dutch. (laughs) 
Wow. It's, how many times? Let's have a look. The four main invasions of the British Isles. The first one took place 400 BC when the, the, the Celts, armed with iron weapons, conquered Kent and much of southern England. Is that Scotland? They spread north and posed their language on the natives. Is that is that Scotland or I, I don't know? Um, okay, how many countries are British have the British invaded? Let's not let's not go there. Come on, let's not go. Let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it for everybody by focusing on what the, the bad things that we have done. Come on, let's be. Let's just pretend that we're good. Um, how many countries has Britain tried to take over? Has this is such a weird thing? Have the British ever been conquered? Yeah, many times. Many, 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 many times. Norman conquest, ten sixty six A.D. Wasn't that the fire of London, ten sixty six, or was that the Battle of Trafalgar, or was that when there was a tea cake, the tea room? Oh no, that was the oh. Battle of Trafalgar, they were eating cakes, weren't they, or something? Um, but I thought that was France, about Battle of Trafalgar, 1066. 1066 AD. Led by Duke William of Normandy. So, Normandy, so that's. Um, Normandy. The Normans invaded, conquered England after being victorious in the infamous Battle of Hastings. Battle of Hastings. I knew it was one of them. You know, I've actually been to Hastings. I have. Never been to Trafalgar. Although, used to celebrate Trafalgar. Not personally. But uh, the Battle of Trafalgar was a... I, I used to be in a sea cadets. And every year... We used to go to, you know, I don't even know where it was, but it was on a coach and I wasn't driving, so I don't know where we went to. I just arrived there and I think it might have been London, actually, possibly the palace and the sea cadets and the Navy, you know, from all over the country would all get together. There'd be thousands and thousands of sea cadets and Navy people marching with their bands and stuff. And, yeah, it would be a, a celebratory thing of the Battle of Hastings. The, ba the Battle of Trafalgar, rather. Because that was successful, I think. After being victorious in the infamous... Inf infamous... It's quite famous, isn't it? Well, they're saying it's infamous when it's clearly quite well known. Battle of Hastings. I mean, I didn't remember it, but it's well known enough to be here. The Normans secured their stronghold over the nation by constructing forts and, car forts and castles such as the Tower of London and Windsor Castle. The Tower of London was built by the Normans and Windsor Castle. Wow. 
So when did they leave? When did the Normans leave? When did they leave? <laughs> and I went to the Hastings. This is a strange time. I was, what was I? I think it's like early 90s, probably about 92, maybe 93, 92, 93. Yeah, around that time. And I met, yeah, this lady knocked on my door, my door, and my landlady was disabled, so I think she must have shouted up to me to answer the door, so I did. No. Yeah, I'm not sure, maybe. But I think she, she was selling the, um, what do you call it? It was, a, it was a paper and it was it was like for working rights uh, I forget the name of it not communist but it was kind of I guess it would be classed as kind of communist but not really it was more just about uh, people having rights and uh, being looked after and stuff people who are working and equality and stuff so this, this, that's what the paper was for. And it was every week. And I had it for a couple of years. I signed up and got it. Because I was quite... Oh, a little bit socially conscious. Slightly. I wanted there to be equal rights. And I wanted people to be treated fairly. But I also didn't want to do anything to help. So I was kind of like, in my spirit, I was very for all this stuff, but didn't want to actually have to do anything. Didn't want to actively participate in anything. Um, I think part of that was because I was busy. I was working all day and I was trying to sort of create some kind of comedy career which clearly didn't work. Hmm. And, yeah, so I guess I didn't really have a social life outside of the weekend when I went to gigs. And when I wasn't performing, I was visiting, you know, comedy clubs. And so that's kind of what I did. That was the main thing that I did in my life. So this was something a little bit it was a socialist, a socialist paper. Socialism. And so, you know, I mean, my background is very, very low, low, not low class, but, well, if in the class system, very low down. You know, but this it's not so extreme as it used to be, you know, probably before I was born. But you know, I was I was I, I was born on a council estate. I lived on a council estate. I've lived on multiple council estates. Uh during my life. I'm living on one now. Uh so but in the mean in you know, in the interim I've also lived in my dad was uh he did really well, he had his own business. And 
for what, between the ages of nine and 15. So what's that? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Blimey, <laughs> only six years, but it seemed like forever. Between nine and 15, we lived in a, in a nice house. It was always a building site for a long time because anyone that lives with, has ever known it, any lived with a builder or electrician or a plumber or a carpenter or any, you know, someone like that, they tend to, I don't know, everyone I've ever spoke to said, yeah, house was like a building site nearly all the time, constantly doing something. A room's being renovated or an extension's being put in or a bathroom's being changed or uh, all kinds of different things. So it's, you know, my dad worked very hard on not just working but also on rebuilding the house because it was a little bit derelict when we moved in. And so I didn't live in a council or property then. So basically, what was that? I lived in council property when I was, I was born. I was born into council property, living in London. Um, my granddad and grandmother lived in council house. My dad had a council house. Uh, as far as I know, we were living in there till the ages of six months. And then I, died, I lived with foster parents for about a year and a half, two years. I don't know if they lived in a council house or they had their own house. 100% do not know. But I know that when I moved away from there, I lived on a council estate in Newcastle from the ages of two and a half till about four maybe five and then I then I lived in children's homes till the ages of just before I was seven and then I lived in a council house then I lived in another council house and then at the age of nine lived in a house in the age of 15, I lived in another council flat for a year. And then I lived in a... And a council is social housing. That's what it is, for those that don't know. Um, it's social housing. So it's... You kind of get cheaper rent than you would get privately. And there's a degree of maintenance. It's not always great, but a degree of maintenance and... You know, you have to abide by a certain amount of rules and that, but depending on where you live, depends, I guess that's all have a, an impact on your quality of life, I guess. Who lives, you know, who's living around you and the neighbours and uh, level of noise and I suppose how far you are away from stuff because where I live, oh, there's nothing here. There's literally, it's, it's not a bad little place, but there's a petrol station and then half hour walk to the local shops. And that's only like uh, a couple of shops really there. A news agents with a bit of food and stuff you can get. Not food, food, you know, but 
uh, there used to be a, a grocery store there, but it's gone. <clears throat> there's a, a chemist, a pharmacy. Uh, there's a post office in the newsagents. And then there's a couple of takeaways. And that's kind of it, really. There's a sandwich shop as well. I like that place. So that's cool. And they let me take Vinny in there. The, the man in there is very friendly. And he's fine with me to take Vinny in there. Because uh, they wouldn't let me go into the newsagents with him. Because they've got food there. Yet the sandwich shop. I know he's got glass covering all the food. But still, you'd think if anyone was going to be a bit fussy about a little doggy going into their into their place would be a, a place that serves food but nope so that's and then it's about mm, to walk to the nearest shops from there would then be another hour maybe hour and a half walk you know uh, it's, it's, it's not doable really and then if I wanted to go all the way to town, that's probably two to three hours walk. So we do have buses, they do exist. And honestly, they're big things with wheels. And I was very, I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was seeing. You mean we can all fit on that? It's like a big car. Yes. How old are you? So yeah, we. so there's a bus service, but the... The buses are once an hour, once an hour, and to town. It does stop halfway through, so you can go to the shopping centre area and then into town. It used to be every 20 minutes when I moved here, eight years ago. Then it moves to every half an hour. Or I think it was every 15 minutes, then 20 minutes, then half an hour, and now it's every hour. And on Sunday, it's every two hours. And they don't always turn up. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit... Sunday's just a no... There's just no point. That's a, a no-do-day, a no do day, as it were. A no-do-do-day? No-day-day for do-do. So... It's alright, I, I, I guess... If you... You'd see that pretty much everybody has a car. You know, I'd say 95% of the people that live here have cars. Because you need a car to do anything around here. Because it's just too far away from everything. Now, I, I've never driven. I've never, 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 never driven. So, you know, from the ages of 16... I lived in private accommodation, so I rented. And I've lived in over 40 places, I think, since I left school. 40 different accommodations. Maybe 45, something like that. I've had, I added that up once. Uh, it made my ears bleed. It just took too much. It's like, there's that one, then there's that one. And as I got older, I'm sort of forgetting different places that I lived just because it's just not important anymore it's you know there used to be times when I'd sit in bed and I'd count and I'd try and work out how many jobs I've had or how many how many girlfriends I've had or how many times I've 
cut my toenails, I don't know. Just, you're like, okay, let's work out this. Or my favourite thing is I quite like to imagine that I've won the lottery and what I could do with the money and how, how many people I could help. And I know you might think, oh, you're just saying this because you want to sound like an angel. Well, I am an angel. No, I'd, I just love the idea of being able to just go and help people. I started to think that my ideal situation, my ideal, my ideal life would be perhaps living somewhere like Thailand and every day giving away food to people that were hungry. Because they have students, they have kids that go to school. You know, some people just don't have anything. You know, medical care has to be paid for. There's no pensions. There's no child support. There's no, there's no uh, unemployment really. Any, you know, like there is in the Western world. So and the so the younger people kind of have to look after their parents in old age. There's like there's no choice. So it's, yes, it's a different kind of situation. So I'd quite like to maybe go somewhere that I like being. And they're very friendly people. They're, they're nice. It's a nice place to go. I've gotten very well with people over there. And maybe just, you know, for a couple of hours a day, give out free food. I mean, yeah, I'd have to find a way to finance it to live there and to give away free food and by free food I mean like cooked dinners and stuff I did do it when I was there but I got um, I got a little bit taken for granted to be honest which it, it was a little bit of a bitter pill but you know one of my greatest experiences of my life was Standing at that table with, I don't know how many, I think it was like 150 meals. Maybe there's 200, I don't know. And just giving them out to people. And the, the word spread so quickly. And what was the word that spread? I don't mean a word. <laughs> Free food. I don't mean a word, just the word, you know, the the word and that was that was one of the greatest experiences I've had I did it two days in a row or was it three days two I think two days and it was brilliant but it was unaffordable it's not something even if I was Yes, yeah, it, it, it'd have to be done differently. It'd have to be done much cheaper. You know, I'd have to maybe <clears throat> be helping with the cooking and have somewhere to do it, you know, private and rather than getting it done in a, in a restaurant or takeaway, whatever. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Thailand, but I quite liked it there in some ways. And it could be done here, but there's 
there is help here. There's some places where there's nothing. But then there's places where, oh, I don't know, it's, it's a complicated one anyway. But I like the idea of giving food. It's one of those basic things. You know, it's a very basic human need. We all need it. We all need food. And of course we need other things as well. So I, I can't give everything to everyone because I don't have everything to give. Certain things I don't have the skills, or I don't have the ability or the knowledge. Um, because there's some people think, well, we give them food, why don't you give them clothes? Well, yeah, they need clothes as well. I'm giving them food. But they need clothes. I'm like, I know, but they also need food. I'm like, come on, someone else bring clothes. So it's... I think it roots back to the early 80s or the mid, you know, sort of 84, 85, whatever year it was, uh, with the Live Aid and stuff. I just... Yeah, it, it touched me, all that stuff. It did. And, you know, I've, I've, I've gone hungry a few times over the years. Obviously, I'm still here and I'm, I've got a belly, so I definitely don't look like I've ever gone hungry. But, you know, it's, I mean, a lot of people have gone on hard times and good times, bad times, good times, you know, whatever. And I kind of think back to times when I've been helped. So part of the reason why I like to help other people is because I know what it feels like to be helped. I also feel know what it feels like not to be helped. So I've been in both those situations numerous times over the years. And to be helped is amazing. Sometimes I didn't appreciate it, if I'm honest. Uh, I think back, and maybe I did, and I don't give myself enough credit for that. Maybe I did appreciate it, but it's such a long time ago, I just can't recall the feeling. But, you know, I, I sort of knowing both sides, like probably most people do, I guess. I realise how important to me giving is and not to give to receive just to give and I've got this thing that I try and do I don't always stick to it because I I, I don't like doing what I tell myself no one tells me what to do not even me it's an old joke um, so I if I think about doing something nice for someone, I try and stick to it, regardless. Now, you know, I've got in trouble a few years, times over doing something nice and have to explain, like, I know she's your girlfriend, but I was just, I thought she'd like the flowers and the chocolates and the, the balloons with I love you on it. There's nothing in it. I thought she'd enjoy them the holiday together with me. It's nothing in it. I thought she, I thought the the wedding proposal was nice. You know, there's nothing in it. She's your girlfriend. I just 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 want to do something nice. I thought of it. I thought about it, and I thought I better do it because, 
I've got an agreement with myself. Uh, no, not not quite like that. But I, if I think, oh, I'm going to get a sandwich from the petrol station, and I'll buy a sandwich for my friend, and and then sometimes I think, oh, I can't be bothered. Not not to get the sandwich for him, but I can't be bothered to go to the petrol station. I just I just make do with what's in the fridge. And then I think, oh yeah, if I, I had the idea of getting a sandwich for my friend and now I kind of feel a little bit guilty because I'm not doing what I thought about doing and it was a nice gesture and now I'm kind of not doing it and that don't seem right somehow. Uh, so I kind of rethink it and think, oh okay, Maybe, ah, uh, never mind. Or, or, yeah, let's go and do it. it. It does depend, to be fair. It does depend. Depends. It depends. It really depends upon what I choose to do. So, I quite like that idea of, and I, I've had this for about 25 years, if I think about doing something nice, or everything being okay, I'll do it. If I think about doing something not so nice, then I'll try and, you know, not do it, if that makes sense. You know, I'll kind of try, you know, put, think about it, or something that might not be as nice as a nice thing yeah that makes sense to me <laughs> I think it makes nice good sense so I lived in a council flat in 1990 no 1989 1989 and I think I lived in a council flat a council house in 19 yeah 19 and that council house for a little while then I moved into a a private house then I moved into a council flat for a while in East London and I moved out again so that's a couple of other council places I lived in and then Yeah, it was all private, all private until now. I think I might have lived in a sublet in London years ago. Um, not by accident. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It wasn't accidental. I didn't realise um, really because I, I moved in with a friend, and he had a he had a flat, a new flat. And he wanted someone to live with him, and I didn't really want to, but I just like okay, I kind of promised I would. I didn't really, I, I can't. I wanted my freedom, so I, I thought it would be a good idea from that perspective. I had a girlfriend who I wanted to spend more time with, and she wasn't able to stay over at the place I was living in, which is ridiculous because Sydney I was, I was what. 14 at the time so I was 
old enough or 42 one of them and she she was you know she seemed quite happy that I'd moved out and had my own room and my and she could come around and visit and everything and stay over so that was cool and that was kind of the first not the first but one of the first times that I mean it wasn't my own place but yeah actually it was the first relationship that I was in where my girlfriend stayed over I used to stay over hers but then she you know she could start staying over at mine and Yeah, it was usually always me staying over at other people's houses and flats because I've always lived in, for a long time, in these little rooms that weren't really conducive to any kind of romantic atmosphere whatsoever. They just smelled of, of socks, mouldy socks. Not even mine. Just mouldy socks, generally. A general mouldy sock smell followed me around for 20 years. Maybe it was my socks. <laughs> Thinking about it, the odds are... And what was a common denominator? The smell followed me around. And it smelled like mouldy socks. What smells like mouldy socks? Socks, and I was the only one with socks on. Not in the world. <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. I think. I think. Right. I just had a little interruption there. Vinny was barking. He was in the. He's in the bedroom. I put him in there for an hour, so I could do this. Uninterrupted, and still he interrupted me. Still, oh well. So yeah, um, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Was I talking about anything interesting? Of course I was. Oh, Brian, I forgot to drink my tea. It's getting cold. It is cold. I don't mind cold tea. Now I realise it's not the most interesting statement that anyone's ever made, ever. But I, I genuinely don't mind it. It's alright. I don't love it. You know, I'm not going to write a poem about it. I just... But I... I do. I don't mind it. It's all right. Tastes okay. I prefer hot tea. Not hot, 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 but hot-ish. You know, enough where you just blow on it a little bit and hmm, right temperature. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be writing any love songs about hot tea, but I do like it. I've kind of converted a bit. 
I used to I used to drink a lot of coke and even now I might have oh, I have coke at the weekend a couple of cans sometimes one can during a week you know sort of on a weekday and it just doesn't the less I drink coke the less I enjoy it when I do drink it which is weird I don't know why and I prefer a nice cup of tea just from every angle it feels better it tastes I prefer the taste I prefer how I feel I don't you know it's it kind of calms me a little bit Coke doesn't calm me it's the opposite to that um, yeah so I quite like a nice cup of tea although although do 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 my favourite thing is which is a little bit sad because this is actually the favourite my favourite thing of all time at the moment is when I get out of bed and get out of bed I do a quick wee sometimes I need to do a big smelly poo uh, I, sometimes what I do I get out of bed and look forward to having my bowl of ready break and a cup of coffee. Nice cup of coffee. Coffee. And I'll be honest with you. I Because I really am honest. I, li- I like to lie most of the time. But on this occasion I'm going to be honest. I look forward to it. I actually look forward to it. I look forward. I'm going to bed. And I look forward to waking up. So I can have my bowl of ready break. Nice and warm. And I'm talking all year round. You know, this isn't a winter thing. I love ready break. I don't care what the temperature is outside. And it's early in the morning, so it's never warm outside anyway. Even in the the height of the summer, it's just a little bit chillyish in the morning. You know, four, five, six o'clock in the morning. And that's kind of the time that I get up every day. So. Yeah, it's. I like it. It gives me a sense of. Mm. You know? It's just like. Mm. Just feels nice. Yeah, it does. I like it. I do. But that's the only cup of coffee I have in a day any more than one cup of coffee and it has uh, the wrong effect on me but one cup and I do have the coffee is quite strong so it's a a proper tablespoon of coffee powder and some hot water it's not it's not filtered coffee ain't no coffee machine or nothing like that just uh, boiling water and instant coffee. But I do put enough milk in it so that it's not bitter. So, yeah. It's nice. I was, I was, saw someone the other day and he was giving me a lift somewhere. Me and my friend and, well, his friend as well. Uh, he stopped at McDonald's and he got a coffee seven sugars seven seven 
and they were all for the for the coffee. I mean, I guess he <laughs> he wasn't going to use one sprinkle it and pour it in his ear, but you know, it's it's like they were all seven seven sugars. I was kind of surprised at that. Seven sugars. I mean, I have one sugar. I don't even have generally half of teaspoon of sugar in my coffee and tea. I don't even fill the whole thing with sugar, you know. So, like, like pretty much, it's not a whole sugar. It's like half a sugar, and that's enough. You know, I'm trying to cut down a little bit. I used to have two sugars, now I never have that much. Apart from when I have more than one sugar. And I don't know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I just I'm blown away at how how amazing my body is. <laughs> I'm amazed at how it still works. That's what I'm amazed at. Because that is pretty amazing, isn't it? A body that looks like this and it still blimmin' works. Kind of. Kind of works. Pretty much. Ish. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of today's recording about nothing. And again, I talked about nothing for an hour. And... I didn't really tell you anything, did I? I didn't say a single thing of any relevance to anything or anyone. But the more I think about going to, I don't know, giving out food every day, but not not working for or not volunteering for someone else, but just providing the food myself from what I do online you know from the podcast so still so maybe if I'd be living in Thailand I, you know, I'd have my own apartment and stuff uh, rented of course and be living out there I'd have to you know, find a way of taking Vinny and stuff like that and then I don't know, just find a way that I could finance, you know, a decent lifestyle, but also to spend every day, a couple of hours a day, giving out food for free. It just, you know, it's, it seems like almost a perfect lifestyle. So I'm giving, I'm helping people. But I'm also living somewhere that perhaps I can enjoy being. So when I'm not working, there's things I can do. Or when I'm not, you know, making podcasts or not giving away food, I can. Well, to be fair, I imagine I'd feel quite good about myself. It'd be quite a, a boost. And then maybe get married. And 
you know I just bored myself with that sentence this I just I got bored of it as I was saying it not not the marriage bit just generally what am I talking about I feel like a, a very loose very loose sweater that's almost fallen off Just very <laughs> weird. Again, another weird thing to say. Like a loose sweater, what are you talking about? You and your weirdness. Um, I've discovered one thing. I've been trying to help someone, and I know it's an old cliche, but it's 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 an old saying, but it really is true. You can try and help people, but ultimately, if they're not willing, it's the old thing is you can lead a horse to water, but when you get there, you can't make it poo. So, that's I'm not really into cliches, but I try not to be. That I just kind of come to realization is it's frustrating, but. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I've got, an, I've got a horse and I just, just wouldn't poo in the water. It's like, come on. I've walked, we've walked all the way to the swimming pool. Come on. You know, it's like, it's amazing. The kids were fascinated. Didn't realise what I was trying to get the, the horse to do. Like, go on, poo, do your poo. But he wouldn't and... Well, short story long or long story short, and the police are dropping the charges. They, you know, they realise it was, you know, it wasn't really meant as a as a to cause distress to anyone. I just just wanted to see if that analogy actually was true, and you know that that you know that that expression if it worked and then someone pointed out it, it, it's drink it's drink the water it leads it's not poo I said yeah but you can't drink out of a swimming pool it's got chlorine in it and they just walked away so I'm not sure if I won that argument or not I guess I did one nil to me. You have daddy kisses. Oh, I took I took Vinny on the bus today. I walked up to the pharmacy to get my friend's prescription, and I got the bus back. Look, I just caught it. <clears throat> I had Vinny with me. Took him in there, and he was shaking the whole time. Oh, so I picked him up. I wasn't shaking him. He was. It was. It wasn't the vibration of the bus either. He just was. I don't know why. It's the second time he doesn't like buses. Doesn't like it. I don't know if he's thinking, "Why is the ground moving along? My feet aren't moving. But I'm moving ahead." Who's giving me acid? I don't understand it. So maybe that was what it was. But I picked him up, put him on my lap. He didn't try and get down. He clung to me pretty much, and I gave him lots of kisses and I gave him treats and stuff to sort of distract him. 
And then we got off at the first opportunity and it was fine. But he didn't like it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. So I don't know if that's going to stretch to cars and other forms of transport. But he really didn't like. Did not like one bit. The bus. I thought it'd be quite soothing, you know, the vibrations and stuff. And also, he's, he's, he loves people so much. I thought he'd get distracted by the girl on the right-hand side or the man behind me or the, the lady at the front talking loudly on a mobile phone. Uh, I thought he'd be distracted by that stuff, but he wasn't. He was just shaking and looking out the window like, what's going on? Where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? It's like, I'm not taking you anywhere. We're going home. I don't recognise this place. Oh, I haven't seen that building before. Yes, yeah, because we haven't come this way before. Where are you taking me? It's like, you're taking me to my new home. <laughs> no. <laughs> you live with me. Oh, you're taking me to me. You're giving me away. No. No, you're staying with me forever. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh. You sound disappointed. A little bit. <laughs> oh, I can't win. Does that mean that I'll get more treats? No. Why not? You couldn't possibly give any more treats. I'm constantly giving you treats. But I want more. More, more and more. Oh dear. Anyway, that that's pretty much what happened on the bus. Um, I took him for a walk in the field this evening, early, early like six o'clock or whatever. This, this this evening, and he's so good. I let him off the lead, and he runs ahead, and he comes back. He runs behind me, he comes back. He runs in the field bit because I'm on the pathway, kind of the on the outskirts of the field, you know. And when I call him and I have a treat in my hand, he comes right to me and takes a treat and then he runs off. But something happened is I called him over because I didn't know where he was because he'd run ahead and he went round the corner and I thought, oh, where is he? Because I can't see round corners. And I called him and he came running back and I thought, oh, I've got to give him a treat. But I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it out of my pocket because... The treats were broken up and they were inside a plastic bag. And for some reason, this plastic bag was being very awkward. Un unnecessarily awkward. I don't know why. It just was. It was just one of those things. Anyway, I decided, you know, I'll just take the bag out. Half the treats fell on the floor. So he was there. <laughs> He just gobbled them all up. Again, that wasn't a very interesting story, was it? When I was going to tell it, I, I thought, now this, after five years of making these recordings, this is going to be the best story I've ever told. By far. Nearly a thousand recordings. This has got to be the top story of all. 
And then once I told it, I'm like, oh, I got a little bit bored telling it. It didn't really, it didn't really have the feeling that it didn't leave me feeling satisfied. Like most of the stories that I tell that are just phenomenal, as I'm sure you'd agree. Very interesting. Uh, never mind. I'm going to go. <sighs> Thank you for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. And remember to be gentle with yourself. Do something nice. Something that you enjoy doing. Because you deserve to be happy. And I will speak to you tomorrow. I, I do have every intention of making a new recording tomorrow. That's my intention. I'm not sure what will happen. Things are weird at the moment. But I'm, I'm going to do my best to make a recording tomorrow. So take care, everyone. Lots of love. Bye-bye. And relax. What's the matter, you? Hey, got to no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. It's not so blessed. I shut up and you say.